Smoke a fatty and laugh it up with Jonesy in Weird AF News. Oh, yeah. A Delta passenger sues after being mauled by an emotional support dog. The U.S. Department of Energy is now referring to fossil fuels as freedom gas. And a 96-year-old Holocaust survivor is now the epic front woman for a death metal band. These are the stories for Thursday on Weird AF News, the only daily news podcast hosted by a comedian. And the only daily weird news podcast that features helicopters. So enjoy. A Delta passenger sues after being mauled by an emotional support dog. It was just a matter of time, guys. I I could see this coming a mile away. I've been calling this on Weird AF News forever with these emotional support animals on a plane. A comedian friend of mine was making fun of the situation, like, uh, oh, we can't have peanuts on the plane, but it's okay to bring your emotional support cockatoo? (laughs) I got llama dandruff in my face, but no peanuts? (laughs) Really funny. So, a Delta passenger was attacked by a veteran's emotional support dog and is suing the airline, claiming that it didn't properly vet the, quote, dangerous dog before letting it on the plane. Uh, You know, in the airline's defense, you can't really tell if the dog is dangerous or not. If it's with a veteran and it's an emotional support animal, you know, you just assume that the dog is pretty benign. Um... It, the whole situation with the emotional support animals in general is just needs to be changed. It's the, the whole policy, in my opinion, you know, I mean, everybody's in the wrong, <laughs> I feel like. So uh, Marlon Jackson is the victim's name. He had to get 28 stitches to sew up parts of his face after he was mauled on a Delta flight, Atlanta to San Diego. Uh, here's a quote. From the lawsuit, while Mr. Jackson was securing his seatbelt, the animal began to growl. The dog then bit Jackson several times and attacked again after being yanked away. The animal broke free and again mauled Mr. Jackson's face, the lawsuit says. Jackson, who had a window seat, the lucky bastard, said he was pinned against the window. Ooh, that's the one time having a window seat is not, is no bueno. (laughs) The dog pinned him against the window seat and began biting him uncontrollably. The chocolate lab pointer mix belonged to a Ronald Kevin Mundy Jr., a U.S. Marine Corps member who was issued the dog, quote, for support. They just give out these animals for support? This is what they do. Just give you an animal. I need support. Okay, here you go. Here's a dog. I need support. Okay, here's a pig. Well, maybe you have a monkey? How about a support monkey? Monkeys are way cooler than dogs and pigs. I'd love a support monkey. I've had a rough life. Could you possibly give me a support peacock? They're beautiful to look at. And I think I'll get laid if I walk around with a pet peacock. <laughs> Apparently this Mr. Mundy's dog was so large that it encroached into the aisle seat and window seat, says the complaint. Jackson, who lives in Alabama, claims he now suffers from severe physical pain and suffering, emotional distress, mental anguish. Yeah, sounds like he needs an an emotional support animal after being attacked by the emotional support animal. (laughs) I was attacked by an emotional support dog, so I'm just wondering if you could possibly give me an emotional support uh, frog. I do like amphibians. Um, Something that without teeth would be nice. I don't want to have flashbacks. (laughs) 
The lawsuit says that this guy bled so profusely that the entire row of seats had to be removed from the airplane. Oh, goodness. This guy was really jacked by this support dog. Jackson accused Delta of never verifying that as an emotional support dog, the the animal wasn't trained. And never met the actual requirements as a service animal. I don't know. What are the requirements for a service animal? To me, it seems like it doesn't matter. Like, there's no requirements. It's just like if the person's like, but it makes me happy to be around Fluffy. Like, okay, here you go. Fill out the paperwork. Sheesh. The lawsuit says the airline didn't even warn the other passengers aboard of the of the unsecured animals. Here's a quote. The harm of large, untrained, and unrestrained animals in the cabin of an airplane was reasonably foreseeable to Delta, or should have been, and they should have warned the passengers. Yeah, what do you do about this? This is, this is a whack situation. We've been talking about this for a long time, off and on. Uh, where's my Boston accent coming out right now? Uh, but, like, what do you do? You know... The airlines have already banned, like, the weird animals for the most part. They're like, okay, let's just limit it to dogs and cats and maybe a couple of birds. Um, but, you you know, you most definitely am, are not bringing an emotional support mongoose or honey badger on the plane. Okay, we all agree about that because people were trying to do that shit in the very beginning. They were trying to squeeze that shit through the, through the, uh, the loopholes. So now they block the loopholes. So now it's dogs, cats, whatever. Maybe, maybe a, a, a pig. But now, how do you make sure that the dog isn't going to flip its tit and just attack somebody? I mean, you, you can't tell. You're taking animals up on a flight. It's a very sensitive situation. High altitudes. Who knows what they're going through? They're probably scared shitless. And obviously, you know, a situation could arise where the littlest thing just sets them off. This is why I say, you know, you just got to band them all together. Put them in the back with the other animals. Animals can go in the back, regular animals, right? With Not with the luggage, but I don't know. They put them in a special place. I don't know how it works, but they don't... You know, you can get an animal on your plane without it being in the cabin. That's where these emotional support animals need to go, okay? Oh, but I need it for the... No, you don't need it for the flight. But it makes me feel... I don't like flying. Yeah, none of us like flying, dumbass. What do you think? I'm like, ooh, we can't wait to fly. Ooh, that's six hours from... L.A. to New York City. Wow, what a hoot. I'm having such a good time. No, it's stressful for everybody. No one likes it. You're not special. Take a Xanax like the rest of us. Put your goddamn dog in the back. (laughs) Am I wrong? Tell me I'm wrong. Call me. 646-450-2012. The U.S. Department of Energy is referring to fossil fuels as freedom gas. What the hell? In a press release published this week, two energy officials used the terms freedom gas and molecules of U.S. freedom to replace your average everyday term natural gas. Uh, My question is, how much were these Department of Energy officials paid by the fossil fuel lobbies, lobbyists, industry, (laughs) obviously? Jonesy, what are you doing? That's very conspiratorial. Nah, not really. This is kind of what happens, and we all know about it. The press release was fairly standard, announcing the expansion of a liquefied natural gas terminal at the Freeport facility in Texas. 
Okay, all right. It would have gone unnoticed had an E&E news reporter not quoted the unique phrase, molecules of U.S. freedom. DOE Assistant Secretary for Fossil Energy Stephen Winberg is quoted as saying, with the U.S. in another year of record-setting natural gas production, I am pleased that the Department of Energy is doing what it can to promote an efficient regulatory system that allows for molecules of U.S. freedom to be exported to the world. Oh, another U.S. Another year of U.S. record-breaking natural gas production? That's something to high-five about, huh? Hey, all right, killing the planet. Good idea. Hey, less wind energy and solar energy. More of that gas shit. <laughs> More of that shit that just ruins the atmosphere. It endangers uh, our children's and grandchildren's and great-grandchildren's future lives on this planet. Yeah, let's high-five over that. Good idea, guys. Woo, we're doing it. Jonesy, why aren't you having babies? Oh, yeah. I'll tell you why I'm having not having babies. Because of uh, the molecules of U.S. freedom that are floating around. <laughs> I don't want my future babies breathing in the molecules of U.S. freedom. Or freedom gas. It's not good for my baby's lungs. <laughs> in the same press release, U.S. Secretary of Energy Mark, M., Mark W. Menezes refers to natural gas as freedom gas. <laughs> are you out of your mind? We should be moving away from this form of energy. Coal, natural gas. This is, this is the kind of shit that toxifies the environment. Hello? We should be moving towards wind energy, water energy, solar energy, clean energy, a.k.a. That should be called freedom gas, freedom energy. Not this other shit. Why are you promoting this? Oh, I know, because they make money this way. That's right. You know how I like to get on my soapbox and rant against government and stuff. And let me just give just give me a moment to do so, uh, because we live in a we live in a world where our leaders are augmenting our language so that we'll will praise what essentially is pollution. Yeah, let's praise pollution. Instead of what could possibly save us, which is, you know, clean energy. But hey, what does it matter if we have no future? As long as we make a bunch of money right now, right? That's all that matters because we want more toys right now. <laughs> I love the values that our culture promotes, which is just like get rich quick and who cares what the consequences are. Yeah, who cares if you lose friends and you know, pollute the environment for our future generations. doesn't matter. Just as long as you had those, uh, you know, big cars and houses that you want right now. <laughs> so stupid. I can't even. I can't even. I have to laugh at it. Otherwise, I'm going to slip my wrist. You're going to find Jonesy in a bathtub in the... soaking in his own blood. <laughs> and this is why I support the guillotine. Yes, do you remember that lovely item, that piece of technology that was invented during the French Revolution? Yeah, we should bring that back and behead all of the uh, all of our leaders that say shit like this, <laughs> that are actually endangering our lives. Yeah, let's behead them in the middle of the street. Wouldn't you like to see that? A live recording of beheadings? Come on, guys. I probably shouldn't say things like this. Someone could play this for the government. Next thing you know, Jonesy's arrested. Jonesy's recording Weird AF News from a jail cell. <laughs> 
No, you know what I'll have to do? I'll have to go like like Julian Assange. I'll have to like go leave the country and seek, uh, what do they call that when you, um, another country takes you in? I think it's called like political asylum. Something like that. Podcaster seeks political asylum in, I don't know where I would go. Argentina? You hear, this, you hear those helicopters? So annoying. All right, I'm out. Those helicopters are no, are likely running on freedom gas, right? <laughs> okay, now I'm out. And now for a happy story. A 96-year-old Holocaust survivor is now the front woman for a very popular death metal band. Oh, yeah. This is my kind of woman. The article says it's not always easy to reinvent yourself, but it's something that Inge Ginsberg has done over the course of her life. At 96 years old, the Holocaust survivor has entered a new phase in her life. She's the front woman for a death metal band called Inge and the Triton Kings. (laughs) It's amazing. Prior to rocking out with the fast-paced guitar and drums, Ginsberg's, Ginsberg's life sounds like the plot of a historic film. After fleeing the Holocaust, she ended up in a refugee camp in Switzerland where she eventually looked after a spy villa for the Secret Service. Once World War II ended, Ginsburg moved to America with her first husband, Otto, and the two worked in the Hollywood music industry. They were responsible for writing songs like Dean Martin's Try Again and composing songs with Nat King Cole and Doris Day. Although Ginsburg's career waned, she never stopped expressing herself through lyrics and poetry. And when she was 93... Her musical collaborators and her got together and put together death metal songs. Her life has been described in a short documentary called Death Metal Grandma, (laughs) appearing on the New York Times website. Oh man, I gotta watch that. It's a charming reminder to continually discover ways to live life to the fullest, just like Ginsburg is doing. Here's a quote from her. It's important to stay active and surround yourself with young people and keep doing things you've never done before. I got a video here of her singing. Should we listen to it? Yeah, I think we should listen to it. Inge Ginsberg, 96-year-old singer of a death metal band that survived the Holocaust. She's an inspiration to us all, especially Weird AF News. Let's go. Anybody know what she's saying? I have no idea what she's saying there, but it sounds lovely. She's angry. The video's like got a bunch of skulls and blood. Exploding skulls. Fantastic. She it doesn't look like she plays an instrument, but she definitely got the she's definitely got the death metal vocals going on. <laughs> I think it's German. German is like the perfect language for death metal because it's just so like clipped and angry sounding. I mean, whenever I hear German people speaking, I'm like, are they about to kill each other? Oh, no, they're hu- they're hugging. Okay, that was a greeting, apparently. <laughs> uh, so it's like the perfect language for a, uh, you know, a front woman death metal grandma singer. But, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. That could be some other language. Tell me if it is. I'm stupid, so I have no idea. 
Uh, I'm going to do a search for the documentary for her heavy metal grandma. Uh, meanwhile, is that another helicopter? This is so annoying. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, I really can't afford a studio yet, so <laughs> this is what we're dealing with. Uh, I did find a video of her. She's on some sort of like European America's Got Talent. No, that makes no sense. But it's like a, it's like the European's version of America's Got Talent. The death metal singing grandmas on the show. So she gets around, man. She's known. I mean, at least in Europe. I had never heard of her. It's fantastic. I would love to get wasted with her. It would be so fun. I'd love to go to karaoke with her. Like an Asian karaoke joint. Just drink sake and sing Iron Maiden songs with her all night. Me and Inge. And then make sweet love to the, uh, I don't know, to like a Chris Cornell solo album. <laughs> That's weird. It's not even metal. Chris Cornell isn't even metal. I just love his music. Anyways, hey, don't let your age stop you from pursuing a dream. It's 96 years old, singing in a metal band. I mean, imagine all the people that told her she cannot do that. You cannot do that. She's like, hell, hell yeah, I can do that. Watch me. So get out there. You're not too old to do whatever it is you want to do. Maybe you're like 75 years old and you want to you want to be a professional curler. I don't know. Get out there and try. Do it. Maybe you're 100 and you want to start stand-up comedy. You've lived a life. Go out there and talk about it. Weird AF News. Support your dreams. Just know that. I love you. Yay! Well, thank you for the calls, guys. Uh, whoever it was that left that bridge song... On my voicemail, fantastic. More of those, please. Uh, I don't know if you guys... Well, originally I did a story about a woman who married a bridge, and then yesterday I followed it up with a song parody that I did about, you know, falling in love with a bridge, and then someone sent me their own version of a love song about a bridge. So just, like, the phone lines are open, guys. Just call me and sing about this bridge. Sing about falling in love with with a bridge, and I'll publish it. Let's see how many weird songs you guys can come up with about falling in love with a bridge. It could be a parody. It could be original. Just, just call me. 646-450-2012. Uh, I'd love to hear it. <laughs> this is really weird, but I mean, imagine what we can create uh, together, guys. Just making art, you know? Just making the world a better place. <laughs> As always, you can email me, funnyjones at gmail.com, and uh, reach out on Instagram at funnyjones, and on Twitter at funnyjones. And on Facebook, it's Comedian Jonesy. Check out the Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Weird AF News. If you feel like me, you know, giving you the effort of five days of weird news every week is worth it, like maybe two bucks a month, then, you know, that's the place you want to go to support me. You get bonus episodes. You get my comedy album download for free. There's a You actually get access to a ton of shit right now because I put so much stuff on there. Um, it's just extra. Yeah. So join the Patreon. Show me some love. Also, share the podcast. Leave a review. Leave me some stars or likes or whatever whatever positive currency is out there <laughs> in your podcast app or whatever. And, uh, you know, love yourself today. What else can I say? I love you. For you. For your weird-ass self. Not everybody can say that. Baby, lock the door and turn the lights down low. 
Put some music on that soft and slow. Baby, you ain't got no place to go. Because you're a bridge. This is Jacques Pierre from Paris. I do not need any little blue pill. I will come to your town and I will pregnate all of your women. We will keep the schools and the goats can go free. What's up, Jonesy? I got it, bro. I got it. You know who this is? And I got the perfect app that you were talking about on your um, little um, segment with the Beast Boner Blues just a minute ago I listened to. And I just had to call now because, at, like you, I thought the same thing. What could make me... First, as soon as you started mentioning it, I thought the same thing you did, bro. I was like, if I had a picture of my grandma on there, I'd probably lose my boner. And then you said it, right? And I was like, you know what? And then after you started going into, you know, her chastising you and this, that, and the other, and you didn't really know what would make you lose your boner, and I thought, of it, thought that to myself, too. Like, hmm, maybe that wouldn't work, especially if a really sexy babe were there. And I thought, what would guarantee my boner? I got it, Josie. I got the perfect video we can put on our Booner Boner Losing app, but I do have to tell you that this sadly will be for adults only, so we can't market this to the children for the Boner 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 Losing app, but for adults, here you go. You press our app, and then what comes up is a video of somebody slowly cutting off a boner with a knife. I mean... Just slowly sawing off somebody's penis with a butter knife as they scream bloody murder, and it just cuts off the boner. Now, if you don't lose your boner while you watch that, I don't know what would lose your beach boner. Okay, Jonesy, I'm out.